Hey everybody, it's Cindy here. Welcome to another episode of the Life Makeovers podcast. I wanted to create a place where we could have real conversations about things that go on in the middle of our lives and hear how other people have navigated these years and, and share our different uh, nuggets and wisdom about what has helped us the most. And uh, so far, um, I've had a lot of conversations with other women in midlife, but today I'm breaking the mold because guess <laughs> what? I invited my daughter onto the podcast. So welcome, Laura Whitmer. Hello. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's an honor. It's a privilege. Um, super excited. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. Always happy anytime we spend time together, of course. So um, yeah, so the reason I invited Laura on or asked her if she would be on, it's because we've had conversations before with my audiences actually about dealing with the empty nest, which I know is something that a lot of you out there are dealing with right now. You're living it right now and or you're anticipating it and wondering what the heck it's going to be like and so you know laura and i have had our own season of dealing with that and our you know navigating our relationship let's see laura how long have you been out of high school Ooh, long time. I, yeah yeah 2014 so some quick math yeah eight years years <laughs> and this brat of mine to a school a college halfway across the country. Can you just feel sorry for me right now, everyone out there? <laughs> just imagine what it was like to drop her off at school mm -hmm. in New York, upstate New York, when I live in Lawrence. Well, I live in Lawrence, Kansas now, but I was living in another town in Kansas at the time. And uh, yeah, that was that was a very difficult day. I remember the tears. <laughs> <laughs> very well <laughs> it was an exciting day for me but yes right. di difficult for you <laughs> oh my gosh mm -hmm. I sobbed uncontrollably everyone yes and actually it was I don't know a funny story I guess is um, and then we'll back up a little bit <laughs> but um so she she went to she went to Hamilton College in mm -hmm. in Clinton New York and so her father and I had been divorced for a few years by then but we uh I had rented a van to get all her stuff out there and he flew out there and anyway and her brother came along too so anyway we um when we were done leaving her, so at the campus, we had to be off at a certain hour, like I think it was 3.30 in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. all parents and families were to be off campus. The lights <laughs> came on, everyone must go. You know, the freshmen <laughs> need to go to orientation, leave moms, yeah. dads, get out <laughs> of our lives, let them live, right? So the deadline moment came and so I had to drive the van because I rented it, but I was crying so hard telling Laura goodbye that I could not see to drive. And so I was trying to drive with these alligator tears in my eyes. And yeah. it was so ironic because your dad was sitting, you know, of course, in the passenger seat up front with me. And I was 
I was asking him to help me <laughs> and this is ironic because one of the ways we annoyed each other in our marriage was trying to tell each other how we ought to be driving <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, first and fast forward a few years and I'm saying David you gotta tell me are there am I supposed to stop are there any cars coming uh, <laughs> he's like you're doing fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. So so yeah. So yeah, it's not mama didn't do so hot. <laughs> it was yes, a, a dramatic start to the to the new era. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but of course, so you had like five roommates or sweetmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All six of you are in there, all six sets of parents or whatever. There's a ton of people in there. We're all unpacking the cardboard boxes and everything, Mm -hmm. plastic tubs, and trying to find everybody's space or whatever. And when we were doing that, maybe some of you uh, moms out there can relate to this. I was sitting in my mind while we're doing this busy work, getting all the girls settled in. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Did I, did I teach her everything she needs to know? Is she fully prepared for adulthood? What did I miss? What have I forgotten? Is there anything I did? I like, I had this anxious dialogue going through my head. And so I finally just pulled you aside. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, Laura, is there anything I haven't taught you? Do you have any questions? And you were like, well, mom, if I do, can I just call you? Oh yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll be in touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, you know, you just think that it's D-Day. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the lessons, right? Is that the relationships don't end, but they do need to shift. Mm-hmm. Whether your kid is going off to the military in another country across the world or whether they're going to a college five miles from home. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a shift. And what do you think is important for other parents to hear that maybe aren't aren't there yet? You know, yeah. what's helpful from your perspective as the the young adult child, you know, moving out or yeah. have, having had moved out? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, of course there's a balance, right? So I think it's really, I mean, it's always been very important and helpful to me to know that you are a resource and you are there and if I need to talk about something or need you know the the wisdom (laughs) I can call you and I can reach out to you um and also you know not feeling like oh every morning here's a text from mom being like what's happening do you need anything? What's going on in your life? Like, you know, how are you now? How are you now? Right. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's about kind of like striking that balance and, and creating a relationship where your kid feels like they can come to you. I mean, I think that's another huge thing. That's always been a great feature of our relationship is that I do feel like I can come to you about things and there's not that's not because of you know feeling a pressure to or a a forced communication I guess um yeah keeping balance in the communication so 
doing some letting go as parents, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. Going, you don't need to know what they ate for breakfast <laughs> and for lunch and what happened next or, mm-hmm. what, or what happened next. And, mm-hmm. um, but also like not disappearing, like right. being accessible, mm-hmm. and o- keeping the door open to discuss life when you want to discuss something mm-hmm. that's coming and going, Oh, let me tell you how you should make the following decisions. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's always easy when we think we know, and we, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very odd thing to go from being a hundred percent responsible for a child for years. Mm-hmm. So much so in the beginning that, that literally, you know, babies would die without their parents right for them properly mm-hmm. to letting them go and trying to tell ourselves we don't we don't need to be responsible or that mm-hmm. we um you know it's not our job anymore yeah to be all over it yeah right yeah. yeah yeah I I mean I imagine that is hard I I don't have children so I don't know but yeah I, I do like to be in control of things <laughs> and be involved. So yeah. I can imagine it's very difficult. <laughs> so how do you create balance? How do you suggest people work on creating that balance? <clears throat> do you have any ideas about that? Um, like, everybody's different, of course. And we, and Laura and I get that. Some of mm-hmm. you are going to do it one way and some another, but like in general, like, yeah. do you think are important well, to think about in that? I mean, I think one thing that you and I have talked about before, and maybe you've talked about just on the podcast already in general with other guests is kind of like, you know, not waiting until that drop off day to make the major change. Um, You know, I think the high school years are incredibly formative and incredibly important as well as a college or just post high school whatever those years look like um for anyone but I think you know in high school I I felt like I had more freedom I mean I started driving I had a car I had a job like there were kind of these you know somewhat natural but somewhat you know because of you and how I was raised that I was able to kind of go off on my own and in certain ways I mean there were other ways that you were still very involved and obviously you know I still lived with you and you know everything um but I feel like that's a good way to kind of like start I feel like I have definitely you know known people or had friends in high school whose whose moms you know were tracking their phones like super up on who where are you going who are you with and like obviously to some degree of course I understand that a child's safety is of utmost importance but I also think that you know just being able to go over to a friend's house and hang out with that friend and and not need you to check in while I'm there yeah is is a maybe could be a a good starting point for someone whose instinct is not to be that way if if that makes sense yeah 
makes so much sense. It's a, that's what I would call a baby step, right? Yeah, so yeah. The daughter or son is going over to the best friend's house for the 400th time. Mm-hmm. And you know where they are, you know, these people and, mm-hmm. you know, you have a, a good understanding of when they're, they're due home or an agreement about that or whatever. Yeah, for heaven's sakes, leave them alone. Right. Not have fun. They'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of monitoring going on. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. Even yeah. even some parents have like trackers of their kids in, while they're in college. Like yeah. And mm-hmm. vehicles now you can get yeah. And things so they know where the vehicle is at all times and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just. I, I mean, I, I'm, we're not here to judge anyone, right? but to truly help everybody adjust and let kids become adults and let our parents be free of that, mm-hmm. that sense of, I've got to monitor everything. I've got to be in charge of everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's, these are some of the ways to get there. If you want a little more mm-hmm. space, right? For sure. And I think such a huge part of that too, is, you know, as a the child like you want to feel trusted you want to feel like Mm. I'm you know yes someone that yeah you know my parent can count on or believes or you know like I think and on the other side of that, like every, every teenager is going to do something that their parents doesn't want them doing. <laughs> that is just the reality of the world. And that's going to happen. Like that is going to happen. More, even, 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 even a couple of things are coming to my mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Come back right now. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't too bad. Though. I we was going to say not, not too bad. Um, but we could speak of them here and it wouldn't be earth shattering everyone. No, it wouldn't. Um, but you know, I think that's such a big thing too, because to, to me, I'm like, okay, what, what does it say when someone feels like they need to be on you every second? Yeah. It says, I don't trust you to be out there on your own. I don't trust you to make the right decision. And like, we're not all going to make the right decision all the time. Nor have any parents. Nor have the parents. And I, and I understand too, it's like you're saying, it's so easy now with cell phones and everything to, to feel like someone should be available to you at all times. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. I think that's a big thing too, is if you, if you put, that trust in your kids I I I felt like then I could come to you about things and also I could live my life you know Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's a really good point and I I think just because our technology has evolved in such a way that we can have such monitoring that doesn't mean it's the best Mm -hmm. again I I don't want to judge anyone I don't know to feel judged listening to this podcast i i think what you and i are saying is what we found works for us and worked so well is to or in my opinion it's all worked really really well is Mm -hmm. to have a transitional period 
as you mm-hmm. got older as a child at home to give you more freedom, more responsibility for yourself, mm-hmm. a little more flexibility, I hope. And um, that, and then to help you feel trusted by not hovering so much, not, mm-hmm. um, not trying to know every detail of your every day or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah. And that when I, it sounds like it's your encouragement to parents that when we let go a little bit and let you live a little bit, that that actually makes us more approachable, which Mm -hmm. I think is a concern. Like sometimes I think moms, especially that I've talked to have said, well, if I don't act like I care, you know, Mm -hmm. I do all this because I care. I love Mm -hmm. them. I care. And so I just, Mm -hmm. that's why they, you know, I do this, do this, do this, do this and do this. And so I think sometimes parents worry that kids are going to think, you know, they don't care or something. And I, I don't, I don't know if, if young adult children feel that way. Do you have an opinion about that or? Right. I mean, again, I think, I think, you know, teenagers and young adults, they're, they're smart enough to know when someone cares about them. And if you care about them, they're going to know. Just like, you know, in unfortunate cases where parents don't care about their kids, those kids know, you know, like you, you feel that. So I, I understand that that's a concern, but I also think, I think it's probably even more obvious than you would maybe think. Yeah. I think I could, you know, I could be wrong, obviously, but that would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. So then you're gone. (laughs) You're gone. Yeah. And we never spoke again until right now. Never spoke again. (laughs) Um, And then you seek that balance in communication. And Mm -hmm. I'll just tell you, I'm sure sure you remember because it floored me in parent orientation at Laura's school. Maybe some of you have already experienced it at other colleges or other situations. We were told as parents not to call them for three weeks to, for the first three weeks to give them a chance to get in in their new routine and get settled in their new lives and things. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that in that meeting, I thought, if you think I'm going to wait three weeks to talk to this child, you are mistaken. However, I have a girlfriend whose mother called her 15 times a day when she left home, literally 15 times a day. And so I knew for me, and I thought for you, we somewhere in between there, mm-hmm. would be where we landed. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm going to get a drink. Why don't you say something brilliant? <laughs> I um well I I did not remember the the three-week advice um I I have to say I feel like you know hearing this I'm like wow Hamilton was really on it with the coaching of the parents which was totally not on my radar at the time obviously um but I'm like no this is this is nice I feel like they were really trying to help you all (laughs) I'll cut the cord a bit and yeah and know that you know actually part of what their conversation was is we've got them like we Mm -hmm. we will we're there are systems in place Mm 
yeah. to watch out for your young freshman trying to adjust here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and you know, other situations, the military and so forth, excuse me, of course, you know, they also have systems in place that they're mm-hmm. watching out for the, for the new people and so forth. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what about when you all come back? <laughs> you know, that happens. Yes. Sometimes y'all just come back for your holidays or summer mm-hmm. vacations or breaks. That is for those that are students out there or, or on, in military training, maybe there's some, t- some leave and they come back. Um, and then there's also those that come back because they're changing course and mm-hmm. they're in between this job and the next job or this experience and the next experience. Mm-hmm. How do you think parents ought to handle that when someone's under their roof for an extended period of time after leaving? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a great question. And I mean, you know, we didn't have exactly that experience. Obviously I came home for breaks and everything like you mentioned. Um, but I, I have friends even now who live at home and live with their parents and mm-hmm. and yeah I think again I don't I don't know it's interesting right because it's like at that point you're an adult you're you, you know you you may be employed you may be in school living at home you know who who knows what you're doing um but you have things in your life at that point that are your responsibility not necessarily the parents responsibility and so I guess at the the most that that can be I guess taken into consideration or you know kind of held with some validity I I guess in terms of um you know not immediately reverting back to well you're the kid and I'm in charge so yeah. here's this, this, and this, you know, like, I feel like I, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like it is a very tricky situation. And I think the <laughs> clearest boundaries you can have, especially up front would be the most important, um, just in terms of just expectations on both sides, really. I mean, as a parent, like, do you want your kid to pay rent? Do you want them to buy their groceries do you expect them to have dinner with you because they live in your house like these are things that I feel like you know a parent may want things to be a certain way yeah the kid might want things to be a different way and it's I think the earlier the better to talk about that would would probably be the biggest um like advice I guess I would give I don't know (laughs) no I have several clients right this minute women in midlife who have kids living at home adults Mm -hmm. in their 20s and their 30s who you know been gone come back some never left you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah and they have different scenarios like it's interesting some of them do you know they ask their young adults to uh, pay a portion of the rent or cover the a portion of the utilities or whatever. And then everybody mm-hmm. has certain domestic, like this one vacuums, that one cooks, this mm-hmm. one, you know, takes out the garbage or whatever. And then I have other ones who kids are like living like they're 10. You're yeah. Like, don't have a lot of, you know, don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of expectations around them being there. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, and so it's really interesting, but what I love the most about what you said there is to clarify expectations ahead of time. And mm -hmm. I love the example of you sharing that, you know, parents may think you're going to, they're, you're all going to eat dinner with us every night. And that might not mm -hmm. be your vision, like the young right. adult vision for mm -hmm. living at home. It won't necessarily mean, uh, yeah, okay, at six o'clock, I'll be at the table. <laughs> <laughs> so we can all talk all hour. Right, <laughs> right. All the details of my life. Wow. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> one thing I remember whenever you, you kids were around, um, after you'd been gone was I asked, I did ask both of you, if you were not going to come back home overnight, like if you mm -hmm. went out with right. or dates or wherever you were going, mm -hmm. and if you weren't going to show up again, mm -hmm. like, you know, to right. sleep, right. because I didn't want to wake up the next morning and you guys not be there and mm -hmm. me think, oh, they're in a ditch somewhere. Right. What happened? Right? So we yeah. did have that agreement. And you guys were great about that. Like you, you did. A, and I didn't ask, where are you? Who are you? Who are you? Mm -hmm. What were you doing? Where were right. You? Right. Just, okay. You're not coming home tonight, mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. See you tomorrow or whatever. Right. whatever. Yeah. I think that's a good example of, of both parent and young adult child being respectful of each mm -hmm. other. Right. And you know, everybody, it's fair, like it's mm -hmm. reasonable, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, you know, I feel like you almost have to approach it with the mindset of your roommates, Yeah. even though you're never going to fully feel like roommates, of course, because you have the parent-child dynamic. Yep. Yeah. But I think some of the, the ways you might talk about things with a roommate or plan things with a roommate or say hey roommate <laughs> if you're not coming home let me know so that I don't freak out and call every hospital in <laughs> the city <laughs> you know so yeah another thing that's come up with my client I remember with clients over the years is sometimes parents make assumptions that their kids will come home for holidays or mm. spring breaks or mm -hmm. any vacation time they have or whatever mm -hmm. that they will maintain all the family traditions and so forth and yeah it can be shocking for some parents when the kids don't necessarily do that mm -hmm. so is there any, what would you say about all that um I mean yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I totally understand why that not happening would be very difficult for a parent. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, again, I, I feel like it comes down to the balance. I was thinking of when we were talking about me going to school, like I knew how difficult it was for you that I went far away mm -hmm. and how difficult that was going to be mm -hmm. but I also still did it because it's what I really wanted to do and I knew you wanted me to do what you wanted me to do or yeah. what I wanted to do I <laughs> switched that but you you get it um, <laughs> and so I think again you know thinking about like the holidays or breaks or whatever like 
of course, as a kid, you want to feel wanted by your family. And so to, to feel like, of course, I'm always welcome at mom's. I can always go to mom's for Christmas. I can always go to mom's for, you know, whatever. Wednesday, Monday. Right. Anything. (laughs) Arbor day, like (laughs) Arbor day, Arbor day at mom's. (laughs) Um, I don't think you made it here for Arbor day this year. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, but Uh, while, so feeling that while also not feeling like, oh crap, if I don't go home, like I'm going to hear about it or I'm going to be in trouble or, you know, like, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like the question really is to you in terms of how, how do you have strike that balance? Um, you know? Well, again, I mean, I, I think it is our responsibility, honestly, as parents to remember when we were young adults, when we left Mm -hmm. home, yeah, uh, we felt we were in charge of our lives at that point, and that mm-hmm. we could do what we wanted to do or felt, you know, inspired to do. Whether that was yes, go home every year for Christmas, or right. start new traditions of our own elsewhere. I mean, that's what we all wanted too. We were mm-hmm. we were there once. We were where you all are once. Mm-hmm. And if we can remember that, that I think that could ease a lot of parents' minds and not take it so personally. Mm-hmm. If, if your kids are out there, you know, starting new traditions or no longer, you know, even acknowledging the holidays that you raised them to, mm-hmm. you know, as part of their world or, Right. Um, you know, aren't living the same lifestyle that you thought they would live or like your mm-hmm. lifestyle or just mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. But it's not about us, what y'all are needing to do with your lives. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I think we go back to that transition where, and I, you're right, some of the other women and I have talked about this. I think most of us have talked about this, honestly, in the podcast so far is that it is our responsibility to have a life that is not about our children. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like we still have a life, even though Mm -hmm. we still have children, but we have a life. So we have something to live for, (laughs) you know, counting the days and crossing off the calendar mm-hmm. till we next get to see you until mm-hmm. you next grace us with your <laughs> right I think a lot of it is about the mindset shift that really is needed for parents mm-hmm. to be able to let go enough and to just accept you know accept that and embrace mm-hmm. it um in a recent conversation I had with Irasa Downing. Some of you may have heard that interview. If not, go back and listen to it for sure because she had a lovely take on the empty nest. She and her husband are like on their second honeymoon half the time, <laughs> really enjoying it. And mm-hmm. they love their girls. They miss their, their girls, you know, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. But she is really seeing it as a, a time to really get to, to do things she's waited to do. She feels a sense of freedom. Um, and they're kind of, you know, 
just really enjoying their relationship in a new way now because they're not scheduling around the girls and, da, 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 and you know every minute and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and that's so healthy and probably those girls I mean I don't know I haven't talked to their girls about it but I bet those girls are delighting in knowing their parents are happy and healthy mm-hmm. and just having good lives at home while they're off doing their things too right yeah definitely definitely um and I think too you know something else I was thinking as you were talking is this idea that you know if you know let's say in your kids you know second year of college they don't come home for Christmas or they don't come for home for a break or whatever because you know they're abroad or they're doing what they're doing whatever they're doing you know Mm -hmm. that that doesn't mean you're necessarily never going to see them on Christmas again or that the rest of your life is going to be you know this this time in a, a kid's life is so changing constantly every year is different you're in a different dorm you're in a different apartment you're in a different city like you're doing a different internship like everything there's so much change and so much transition that's happening Mm -hmm. especially in the early 20s I feel like and I think as as much as you know a parent maybe can find comfort in you know it's not necessarily going to be this forever I mean maybe it is maybe you know it is going to totally change for like it's different for everyone but I think like that's another thing too where I feel like it could feel very just detrimental to be like oh god like now my kid doesn't live here and for the rest of my life like I'm alone on Christmas or like I'm fill in the blank And it's like, okay, maybe, but you know, maybe in five years, your kid's gonna be, you know, starting their own family and they're gonna want to bring their kids to grandma's or like, you know, like there's just no, there's so many turns that life can take at any time as you and your listeners know, because that's a big theme on this podcast. And I think that's a could hopefully be a helpful thing to remember as a parent especially when you have a 20 something kid you know yeah oh I love that you brought this up um and I'm taking some notes for the wrap-up episode you know that'll be dropped two days uh, later um that a lot of times that first, those first few years, and maybe for several years, especially, it's such an ex- exploration for young adults often, mm-hmm. like they're figuring mm-hmm. out what do I want to do? And what mm-hmm. don't I want to do? And where yeah. do I want to live? And what do I want to try? And what can I do right now as I'm very, very free and mm-hmm. some travel extensively. I know you did a, a semester abroad you chose college and graduate school and things others choose work others choose well not that you weren't working also on top of it (laughs) some military experience Mm -hmm. just whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, it is often a time of exploration and so there is a lot of change and twists and turns and and uh, yeah if we can ride that wave then that's that's uh that's really helpful to you too Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, as an example, you had a lot of changes while I was in that time period. (laughs) So, you know, it kind of maybe more naturally worked out for us in that way versus, you know, the, the parents who are still living in the same house that they brought the baby home in, you know, and everything. A lot of that out there too, for sure. And yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, gosh, what else should we talk about? Um, <laughs> I think you've said a lot here. Um, Is there, was there ever, what was the hardest part for you with our, in your experience of, with your parents mm. in that phase? I mean, can you think of anything that was like a difficult adjustment for you with it? Or I wish my parents did blank, or if we only understood mm. that, or I don't know, I'm just fishing or it might be a challenge mm-hmm. some challenge because I I feel like I know a lot of the challenges on parents and because of my own and mm-hmm. because of all the people I've talked to about this over the years that I'm just curious if you can think of any other definitely too much communication like too involved mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. too overly involved mm-hmm. um, having expectations of you being just like you were when you were little or having the same kind of mm-hmm. rules and expectations as then. Um, oh, what about personal, your personal lives? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, okay, so I'm a really interested parent, right? I mm-hmm. really, like, I love knowing who your friends are, mm-hmm. what your hobbies are. Yeah. Tell me all about your job and your coworkers. I'm that parent, people. I am. Mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions, but it's just, I'm so interested, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But how, can that come across as being nosy or, you know, too much? I mean, should parents sit back a little bit more than maybe mm-hmm. I have or, you know what I mean? Because maybe I wonder if young adults sometimes feel interrogated. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean. I definitely think, I think there's absolutely young adults out there who have felt or feel that way, for sure. Um, I think for me, I have always really valued that you're interested in and invested in my friends. And in my relationships, my romantic relationships as well. Um, but, you know, especially again, like back in high school and stuff, it was, it was always okay to have friends at the house and you knew my friends and wanted to know my friends and, and have been very close with many of my close friends um, over my life so far. Um, and so that, you know, I really value and appreciate, I think, um, But I I do think there is something to the idea of, you know, growing up, being out of the house and having your life take potentially a different shape or your social life taking a different shape. And, you know, I guess, right, like sort of navigating that as it relates to your parent. I mean, I certainly went through a lot of 
change when I was in high school and mm-hmm. and in college and like you know came to terms with my sexuality and came out and really kind of like rethought a lot of things that I yeah. wanted from my life that up until that point I had been like well I'm gonna go to college and then marry a man and then have kids with him and like you know do all this stuff that totally it, it totally is not true for me anymore um and so I think like growing into that and seeing how like my I guess like social circles have changed or evolved and being far away and knowing like what my friends here mean to me because they're the people are here that are here and my family is far away and you know all of that I feel like I mean I feel like you've been very a part of that journey as my mom and I don't think there's been any point where I've felt like oh you're too invested or anything like that um but I think again just kind of having like the space and the time for that to happen and not feeling like you know if slash when those ideas you have about yourself really change Mm -hmm. that that's going to be met with difficulty from your parent Mm -hmm. um if yeah. that makes sense. <clears throat> totally. I And I think it's yet another adjustment that the parents, we need to be prepared for, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a, when you have a child, most of us have dreams for our kids, right? We mm-hmm. want them, of course, above all to be happy, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of families have visions for their kids mm-hmm. and may think that their formula of a great life is, is the formula that will mean their kids' lives are great. Mm-hmm. Like some families have businesses to pass down and or mm-hmm. careers that they expect their kids to just float right into. <laughs> so yeah, if um, I mean, I've heard people say, I want my kids to have kids. They need to be making me some grandchildren. And mm-hmm. well, I get why a lot of people want to have grandchildren. I, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled to have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we, it's not our job to say, go, go produce me some grandchildren, <laughs> kids so I can be a grandmother. Right. Um, so yeah. So again, if we can, I think it's so important to try to delight in watching kids grow up mm-hmm. and see who they evolve into. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I wonder what the kids are going to do next. Like I remember thinking, oh, I wonder what they're going to want to do after high school. And then, Mm. oh, I wonder what they'll do next year or what's going to be important now or what are they going to, what kind of jobs are they going to want or what kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. really interesting. Another one I think is very difficult for people who've raised kids with a certain religion when Mm -hmm. the kids leave the religion or choose another religion or no religion Mm -hmm. like that can be a real struggle. And Mm -hmm. can you speak to that? Because we, you know, we're in that situation too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was raised very Christian. (laughs) Um, I am no longer Christian. I am not religious. Um, You, you are religious. Um, And, 
yeah, I think that's, that's a huge thing that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily understand why I'm not religious. Maybe, maybe you do, but it, it doesn't matter that you don't understand it because it doesn't matter that I'm not religious. Right. You know, like, I feel like there's this, right. Just the idea that something, I feel like what I see a lot or hear a lot is like parents feeling like something about their kids, like means something more than just that's who they are. You know, like you hear about that with kids coming out and parents being like, well, I never thought my kid was going to be gay. And what does it mean that my kid is gay? It's like, just means they're gay. Like it does not matter. And I just feel like people can get so wrapped up in that idea. Like, I, I mean, I've seen this with people who, you know, I know aren't homophobic. I know that they're accepting and it's still this like trip up. And it's like, but, but why, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, what did we do wrong? Right. Or like, what does he this mean? He doesn't like Jesus or, right. you know, or right. whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. They're a Republican or a Democrat or they're mm-hmm. just whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, I love what you said. Like parents, let's not make it mean something about us other mm-hmm. than our kids are being themselves. They're discovering who they are or what their preferences are about mm-hmm. belief systems or what works for them now in their lives um, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really important not to take things personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about us. It is mm-hmm. our jobs, all of us to live our lives mm-hmm. and you are just living your life. Right. And I'm living my life. Mm-hmm. And as long as you understand the decisions you're making and mm-hmm. you understand the life you're living, that's, I, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the thing that I feel like people can get very caught up in is, yeah, I guess, getting distracted by everything else and it's just like is your kid happy like you said okay great done like (laughs) you know like oh they they didn't do this or oh now they're you know dating this person or like you know whatever it's like if they're good then just try to try to be good with that let's be good yeah (laughs) right well, and another thing that um, has come up in my conversations with other people, other parents, is that when you have problems, you know, you're young adults and you bump up against something, maybe mm-hmm. you're having an issue at work, or maybe you're having car trouble, or maybe you're having <laughs> relationship, you know, disappointments, or just what, it could be anything, or mm-hmm. money problems, or whatever. So we've other parents and I have talked about how we need to let you have your problems Mm -hmm. not just jump in and rescue like of course if you were hanging on a cliff right (laughs) I would run immediately right right 
but most things aren't that kind of an emergency. Most things mm -hmm. you guys just need to find your way as well. Not that we don't care, not that we wouldn't be there, not that, blah, 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 blah. but we part of being an adult is learning how to manage the unpleasant things of life, the shocks, mm -hmm. the sadnesses, the stressors, the yeah in the road and if we just think we're supposed to come in there or we think we should because we know more or whatever yeah. we think or we love them so much we got to get in there and <laughs> fix it all fix it all fix it all then I right. think I'm depriving you of something mm -hmm. that it is yeah nobody wants their kid unhappy or uncomfortable mm -hmm. for five minutes I mean not, right. I it's there is that for sure mm -hmm. but I don't know what do you think about that do you think no parents come rescue us <laughs> at all what are you thinking right. we don't care <laughs> I don't want um, to this alone right. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think in terms of just kind of general life issues relationships just just the the hard emotional stuff like trying as a parent to be all over that or help with that I don't necessarily know is even gonna work like I think I think you know it's like when you have a friend who's making a choice that mm -hmm. is bad yeah. and you may say to them hey this isn't a great idea. They're probably going to still do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like people are going to do what they're going to do. And then they're going to learn from those things. So I think, you know, if you see, you, I don't know, your kid is involved with someone who you think, oh, not a great, not a great person to date or, you know, something, but they're not in you know, they're not in sure. physical harm. They're not being, you wow. know, mentally abused by this person, you know, whatever. They're just, you know, dating someone who's maybe not great. Like yeah. they're going to, they're going to realize that, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, I think being there again, it's like being there for them is very different than trying to be in control of what's going on with them and I think you know in our relationship like there's been many you know issues I've had with friends or partners or whatever that I have talked to you about I've come to you about and you will literally say do you want advice about this mm. and that's huge I think because it's like you're not assuming okay now I'm here to fix this she's inviting me into this problem but obviously all over it <laughs> right like but you have perspective you have distance you have years more life experience like yes I do know all the answers <laughs> you don't want them <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and and just because you give me advice doesn't mean okay now I'm gonna go do exactly what You're you said go take it right <laughs> I mean I very well could but I think that's the other thing where it's like and I've done this in in friendships where you see your friend just like dating asshole after asshole and you're like no. come on <laughs> let it's it end <laughs> but but they and 
they just gotta go along that road and like I just feel I feel like that's very true for the 20 somethings for sure (laughs) does that make sense oh it totally makes sense it totally makes sense yes yes yeah I do like to do that like if you guys you know tell me something that's going on I like I do like to say do you want my opinion about that or do you just want me to listen Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, and I think it's important for parents not to make assumptions that even if they do want our opinions, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's best for them to take them or they don't mm-hmm. think it is best for them to take them. So, right. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, really important point. So, it's all about it's just communication's nice, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. it, communication would help through a lot of these things that people kind of run into. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just really respecting where people are at. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you think? Oh, we should we should talk about this, or what about this mom, or anything come mm-hmm. to mind? Let's pause a second. I'm mm-hmm. wondering too. We've said a lot of. I think we've touched on a lot of important things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um... I don't know if there's anything else. Can you think of anything else? Um, I guess I'm, I was going to ask you, have you ever heard anything from any of your other friends about their parents or witnessed anything? And I'm not asking you to name names, or <laughs> <laughs> but just, is there anything you like, then you thought, Ooh, Ooh, that's, that's hard to deal with the parent that, that way as young mm. adults, anything that you any situation scenario because we're I you know this podcast I want people to feel you know that I really care and that we really we're here using our time to try to be helpful Mm -hmm. is there any other scenarios that you've heard about from anybody in your generation like oh guess what you know my dad or mom did (laughs) or what's with these parents or I don't know Mm -hmm. Oh, that is a great question. I felt like I'm, I'm sure that there's examples I could give. I'm just trying to think on the spot. What are they? Oh, <laughs> um, we did not plan this interview out, people, we, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that the thing for me, which we've already sort of we've touched on it but just the idea of a parent responding to something that is you know something that's very like a core thing about their kid not responding well to that is like the biggest thing I mean again to give the coming out example again it's like you know if if your kid shares something like that with you and you you don't you know take it with open arms you don't take it in stride or however you want to say it like I think that's like the that's always the hardest thing for me to hear um because I 
I understand how how damaging that is. And I think, you know, just, I don't know. I think, I think that's the kind of thing that it is very difficult for a, a kid to carry, no matter how old they are. If yeah. they feel like, yeah. oh, my parent is not okay with this. Yeah. Thing. yeah. I've devastated um, my parent just by being myself or making this mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right, right. Myself or making some decision that a parent won't like or mm-hmm. whatever, the disappointing the parent or whatever. So if we can, so if you're a parent out there and you're shocked by something or you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're disappointed, mm-hmm. we also want to give parents grace because again, we parent- For sure to have a vision mm-hmm. you know have an idea of who our kids are or how their lives are going to look or we mm-hmm. have this <laughs> whatever yeah yeah um, so take a breath parents just take mm-hmm. a breath and mm-hmm. remember what laura said earlier that it doesn't mean anything about you mm-hmm. whatever your kids are now doing deciding how they're living whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it is about them making their choices and choosing their path that they believe is authentic for them or important for them Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, and I, I think another important point that around all of that kind of stuff too, is to think bigger picture as a parent, if you Mm -hmm. can, like, do you want a relationship with your child for the rest of your life? Right. Think about that. Right. Really. Like, mm-hmm. really think about that. Mm-hmm. Is anything they're doing, saying, deciding, any way that they're living really such that it's worth losing them over? Mm-hmm. Right. I can't think of anything. I mean, even yeah. when your brother got in trouble, you know, his freshman year of college, mm-hmm. and he, I don't think he'd mind me mentioning it, but he got caught with marijuana and, you know, got at that mm-hmm. time it meant jail, probation, this, that, and the other, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, marijuana's getting a little more acceptable or whatever now, but this was many, several years ago. And he said, well, now I guess, mom, I've given you a reason to hate me. And I was like, oh, son, you just yeah. have no idea. Like that's yeah. not possible. Would I have mm-hmm. been willing to lose my son over him using right? getting caught I mean or in general remember parents what Mm -hmm. how much you love these people Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's um yeah it's just keeping the bigger perspective for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think too like somewhat related is again going back to the the trust element of trusting that your kid knows themselves the best Mm -hmm. obviously as I think there's an instinct as a parent and is is very true you you know you are one of the people that knows me the best Mm -hmm. but I know myself better (laughs) you know and I think that's (laughs) like that's another like piece of it too I feel like where it's like I feel like I've heard about parents that 
think they know better yes even about things that aren't like like okay yeah you would know better how to file taxes probably but like do you know better how to be me no no you know yes yeah we do have that I hear that a lot and I get it because we've lived longer you know Mm -hmm. I'm 55 years old you're 27 years old so I think I know the ways of the world maybe more right right Never. I mean, I <laughs> that you have yet to have mm-hmm. um, and may have and may not have. I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think there is that temptation as parents to think we do know more because we've simply lived longer and so forth. But I love how you sorted that out, that we may have had more life experiences just because we've had more years, but we don't know how to be you, how to be the best you. what you need the most now who you are now as adults like we thought we were giving and doing the best for you when you were zero one two three four five six you know right when it was our decision when we had to make decisions for you what's the best school or what are the best foods to feed this (laughs) child or what are the best way to make sure they have care, you know, when I'm away doing whatever I'm doing or whatever, Mm -hmm. but now you've got to choose for Mm -hmm. sure. That is the adjustment for parents. Yeah. Let go and let you be Mm -hmm. and hope that you create a relationship where the the kids do want to come back around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And spend time with you. Definitely. So, Yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you did say to me once, you know, you need to let me live mom. And I think it was because I was making, I kept, Laura's lived far. We've lived far from each other ever since she left for college. So for the last eight and a half years, except one summer, I think you came home the first summer after Mm -hmm. your freshman year of college, but ever since then we've lived in it far from each other. And I think I would made one too many cracks about that perhaps or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. some where I think maybe I, I don't, I don't think I was trying to make you feel guilty, but I mm-hmm. expressed, you know, I don't know. I often joke with you about moving back mm-hmm. to the West and yeah. Or, you know, somebody has just has to live in Boston or, you know, I mean, <laughs> there was one time where you were like, mom, just, you got to let me live. Mm. And I thought, oh, geez. Yeah. I, <laughs> and maybe I said it one too many times or sounded mm. a little too serious or mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember saying that, but. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, let me live. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta let them live yeah and we want your respect too you know we want Mm -hmm. you yeah yeah they'll respect us and you know Mm -hmm. definitely yeah it's it's a two-way street and I think when as a parent you you give respect and you give trust you'll get that too you know I I think I feel that in all relationships really um yeah we want to give out what we'd like to receive and Mm -hmm. when people are healthy and at their best then they can do that generally Mm -hmm. so yeah 
Okay. Well, gosh, Laura, I just thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your perspective and your wisdom and just being willing to hang with your mom and these listeners and about this subject because it's it is a tricky one for most people I find mm -hmm. I really I it, it might surprise you it probably comes up every single day in my business with mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm. it really does so I know yeah. it's hard so I appreciate all your effort to give us a, more of a perspective on you're, you know, the young adult, uh, I, it's hard to even call you a child. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing is the parents, you're always our babies. Mm -hmm. babies yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so but I, I still feel not like a full adult for sure. <laughs> when you come home though, do you feel, I see, I call it home. You coming mm -hmm. home. You yeah. Know, you have your home. <laughs> have a home. Yes. Yes. You and Mac have a home, mm -hmm. but I say, when are you coming home? Mm -hmm. See, is that, see, even that little bitty thing there mm -hmm. that's innocent, but is it annoying or is it, no, you feel like, you know, you're just, I don't what, think it's annoying. I, I know what you mean. In this house that I live in now. I mean, right. you know, I lived in several homes since the last one you lived in. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's yeah. not annoying that language. No, I still, I still think of it as home I just have a lot of homes <laughs> yeah but yeah good well yeah. I'm very nice too yeah okay all right well um any last word Laura before I um wrap it up here I don't think so thank you so much for having me um and yeah happy happy to be here happy to share hopefully something was helpful and, yeah yeah me too yeah, well, thank you again. And thank you all out there listening. I really appreciate it. I hope this was really helpful for sure. Let me know at Cindy, Cindy D. Whitmer at cindydwhitmer.com. Um, if you have any questions or have any concerns or things you want to talk about more, um, you can also check out my website at cindydwhitmer.com to understand more of what I've got going on with my coaching and speaking and so forth. And you can also sign up for my free blog there and uh yeah and please spread, spread the news about the podcast and let people know if you found value here and you think somebody else might find value please 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 spread the news and uh, i will talk to you again soon thank you bye-bye <laughs>